You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? This has like a mom's basement kind of feel. Mom! 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 Throw some stuff in the basement. What basement? Mom's basement with Joe Frank. That is quite possibly the dumbest thing I think you've ever said. And Corey Diab. I can't believe I take part in the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mom's Basement. You're on every platform you can imagine, but we're going to focus on the important ones. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you're following us on all those platforms, we greatly appreciate it. And if you're not, slide up on your iPhone, because I don't fuck with Androids. Move over to the move over to the said app, search bar, Mom's Basement. Hit the subscriber or follow button. We greatly appreciate that. As always, I'm your host Joe on Twitter at Joe underscore Frank zero one. Corey to my left on Twitter at Corey L Diablo. What's up? And oh boy, a couple interesting things today. Okay. First, spring training is back. My excitement not nearly as high as it has been in years past. Cubs are kind of dog shit, so. Talk a little bit about that. White Sox are on the come up right now. Going to get talk about baseball's commissioner, Rob Manfred. Boy, that guy's a clown. couple mm-hmm. MLB futures for you. And then we're going to try and cipher through the ridiculous NFL quarterback carousel. It's literally a, a, a carnival ride. It's nuts. We're going to do love it or hate it. And, of course, we got to talk about Jay Cutler because the dude's a go. Yep. A straight up go. Found out he has some new family this week. Oh, we I don't know. Yeah, yeah, David Kaplan. Uh, I hate 23andMe, by the way. I blocked them on Twitter. Yeah. They have nothing to do with this. It's not their fault, but I blame them. So we're going to start with baseball, spring training. Anything surprising for you? Any Anything good for the White Sox so far in this agonizingly long spring training period? Luis Roberts still the GOAT. I guess he was walking around without a shirt today. At, I think they, what do they call it, Camelback Ranch? Yeah. And, like, people were just in awe. Of yeah, the, the, the dude's a physical fucking specimen. Um, he's got, a, I don't know how many stolen bases he has, but he's hitting over 300 in spring, which I know it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about no. spring numbers whatsoever. He's stealing bases, playing great defense in center field, showing off power. I mean, the dude's everything. You know what should scare you about Luis Robert? Nothing. I could get him out. I don't think so. I could. I wouldn't throw that guy a fastball if you paid me a million dollars. Well, see, that's the thing too. Not that you would get him out anyway, but he's laying off, uh, he's laying off off-speed pitches outside the zone, which is like his big deal. And if he could figure that out, man, sky's the limit. He, he could be the second best center fielder in all of baseball. Yeah, and Javi Baez is walking a lot in spring training. See, this this is the thing about spring training that really pisses me off. Is like, I heard the first thing I heard on the radio this morning is like, Javi Baez walk rate's insane. I'm like, here we go, here we go. <laughs> The difference is Luis Roberts a rookie and Javi Baez is like five years. No, old. I'm just saying in general. Like we know when real games start, oh, Javi for sure. Baez is going to swing. Like it's what the dude does. He swings out of his shoes a ton. Obviously, right. the walk rate has improved since his rookie season, but he's not going to take X amount of walks compared to what he's been taking his whole career. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I need. Uh, I need one thing. I do need though with this Luis Robert hype to kind of temper it. I need Eloy Jimenez to stop calling him the next Mike Trout. For some reason, Rick Hahn today on, on the score said he's like terrified. It keeps him up at night that Eloy and Robert are going to run into each other and collide in the outfield and both get hurt. It keeps me terrified too. I well, never thought hoping, of it until now. I'm hoping he's manifesting it. Honestly, these dudes just boom like a boulder, like two tectonic plates. Can you imagine taking sixty home runs out of a lineup with one play? I mean, personally, I would probably watch that video on loop. I would. I would. I might hang myself at that point. I mean, wow. I, I yeah. So Luis Roberts, dope. Uh, what are you doing? Giving you rope. Oh, to hang myself. Great. <laughs> it hasn't um, happened yet. Um, yeah, no, I mean that's the prob- that's probably the biggest thing for the White Sox right now. Uh, they got they got a couple like nagging injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, yes, Monty Grandal hasn't pl- uh, hasn't played yet. Lucas Giolito is actually going to pitch this weekend against the Cubs in his first start. I know a guy going. Yeah. Well, for work, uh, two guys. One there was an incentive to go to Cubs White Sox spring training. Yeah. So they fly them out, pay for their hotel, yeah. get to go to the game. Kind of dope. All you got to do is sell old style. Yeah. Uh, really? That's it. You got to get. You had to get 20 new placements of old style, and your volume had to be up. Interesting. Like top two in the company. Cool. My boy Sal threw 93 placements of old style in. Yikes. I don't know what that means. But that, means that means 93 new SKUs of old style in his, in his market. He only has like 50 accounts. So do the math. All right, all right. 
But, uh, yeah, Gio's pitching against the Cubs. Grandal's not worried about his injury. Um, it's just a calf. He's just testing not testing it right now. Calves are tricky. And then Dallas Keuchel played, pitched yesterday and pitched really well. He had, like, a typical sinker-baller line. That's not the uh, most impressive thing Dallas Keuchel was a part of yesterday. What was he a part of yesterday? He took the entire organization. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He spent, like, $25,000 on a dinner. Imagine just having it like that, you know? Like, nah, nah, I got okay. it. The Sox signed him to, like, a $60 million contract. I know, he's he, making, like, $18 million. He, he, he could afford a, a $25,000 but it wasn't just players. It was like personnel. It was like trainers, yeah. everybody's wives. So that's kind of dope. Yeah, that is dope. That's cool. He pitched four innings, gave up six hits, which was like a singer baller line. It was they were all soft hits, and then just gave up one run. Interesting. So I'm I'm down with Dallas Keuchel right now. I don't know how much. I think we got three weeks from tomorrow. I think it's like 22 days till opening day or something. March 26 for the White Sox. So 23 days from now. So yeah, yeah two days from Thursday. Uh-huh. I was right. Nice. Um, two days from Thursday. Two weeks, three weeks. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, so it, the spring training is way too long. It's like the NFL preseason. It's mm-hmm. way too long. Like it makes no sense. These guys have already been in camp for like two weeks, and we gotta wait three more weeks to even see real games. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that it's long though. I mean, given the injuries the White Sox have had, but I'm gonna be really itching for it in like a week, two weeks, just wanting to get baseball. Going. Yeah, I mean, we're to a point like yesterday. They we're gonna talk about this a little bit more, but Bryant and Rizzo were mic'd up, and they were pulling a pitcher, and they asked. ESPN asked these guys who's coming in, and they're like, um, uh, and they're like, oh, I guess we'll find out. They had no idea. They didn't know who the fuck it was. I'm like, my, my mom's like, who's that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. The players on the team don't even know who this guy is. 96 coming in? Come on. Yeah, when you outside of the White Sox, when you see high numbers like that, you're just like, yeah, no, that ain't it. Yeah, first pitch, the dude sailed over the backstop. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no wonder. I mean, no wonder nobody knows who this guy is. Mm-hmm. For the Cubs... It's an interesting, interesting spring training, I guess, just because you've got a lot of guys who are kind of trying to prove it and earn a spot. One guy who's kind of stuck out thus far is Steven Souza. Right. He's looked pretty – I mean, I, he's in great shape, for one. I mean, he is just ripped. That's like a stereotypical thing you hear every training camp or every spring training. Best shape of his life. I wouldn't say best shape of his life because he hit, like, 30 home runs two years ago. Right. But, like, dude, dude's putting solid contact on the ball and – um you know, it's good to see because he's on. He's been just decimated by injuries the last couple of years, and he'd be a great platoon piece for the Cubs. Is he platooning in left or something? I would probably say right. Okay. As, as bad as that sounds, you oh got a, you got a hundred eighty-four million dollar man out there who can't play every day. He's anymore. a hundred eighty-four million dollar defensive replacement. Yes, he is. That's exactly what he is. So, if he keeps it up, if he makes the team, I expect him to be platooning. Maybe it will be in left. Who knows? Kyle Schwarber's looking pretty solid in spring yeah. so far. And so is Albert Elmora, Andy, and Hap. So the center field job is going to be interesting, but I don't put any stock into it, really. Albert Elmora Jr. in Major League games that matter has been Buns, Cheeks, one of the worst hitters I've ever seen in my entire life. I, th- I think Ian Hap hit a bomb today, and um, I think he's probably the head guy for that center field position. I fucking hope so. Because, I mean, when he's played, he's been a fairly good offensive piece. I just can't deal with Albert Elmora at the plate anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I, my heart physically can't take it. The guy is so fucking terrible. I used to love him too. I just don't know what the fuck happened. He like for, he forgot to develop hitting. Like he was decent. That's crazy because the Cubs coaching staff also has no idea what happened. Yeah. Because they were just like, oh, this gotta be fine. Check back three years later. He's the worst hitting center fielder probably in the entire sport, and that includes Adam Engel, who's horrible. No, no kidding. Wait a minute, hold on. Albert Elmora fan grabs. Um, that's crazy because. Uh, I mean, damn, he was... I, I loved Albert Elmore when he was starting out with the Cubs. Hold on, let's see. You don't say. Yeah, he had a 64 weighted runs created plus. <laughs> so that is 36% below league average. Let's see what Adam Angle is up to if my computer will respond. And it's not responding. Oh, boy. One second, guys. One second. Adam. Probably not responding because it knows where you're going. Yeah, it's like, like, it, it would, check, it would not this? let me type Adam Engel to save my life. So we have 64 versus 84 for Adam Engel. I thought Adam Engel was garbage. My goodness. Well, you just have to look on the other side of town and go, Albert Elmore, you can't swing. Give this guy uh, give this guy that orange Little League bat, mm-hmm. but put, make it metal. And that, is, that disparity and in the city is just going to grow wider because Luis Robert is a stud. You hope he's a stud. I know he's a stud. Okay. I do. Great. I can't wait. <laughs> to what? I don't know. I hope Rick Hahn's manifesting uh, a collision. That'd be awesome. Can we not? Let's move on to the old commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. I mentioned it, I think, one or two episodes ago, but I think this dude fucking hates baseball. Yeah. I don't think he watches the game. 
I think he sits in the suite at a game and just kicks it, eating free food, drinking free drinks, whatever. He's collecting his $11 million a year salary mm -hmm. and moving on. Now, I think how it works is that the owners, like the same in every other uh, league, are in charge of firing the commissioner. I think I so, assume. yeah. So I guess he's making them a lot of money, so oh, they yeah. don't really care. Jerry Reinsdorf ain't firing him if he's making a lot of money. Yeah. The one thing I saw today and I heard today was that baseball, the advanced media thing they started, where you basically have to pay for every single like video or whatever, any kind of digital media you pay for, every team off that subscription made $50 million. So you look at teams like Tampa, whose payroll was probably close to that. Same with Pittsburgh. Kansas City. Kansas City, all these teams. So, I mean, just from that, when you're not even doing any work, your media team might be. You're cashing out. So, like, those teams are getting, like, tons of, like, obviously profitability is high. Right. But for those teams, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, you right. don't have to do anything. They still won't spend, but, you know. Right. But, they, of course, because now they're like, I, pay, I spent 50 on my, $57 million on my team, but I'm getting a $50 million check for this stupid advanced media thing. This is sick. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't spend either, honestly. I'd be like, oh, I just profited, I don't know, $800 million uh -huh. on my team, whatever, you know. So... It really is aggravating me the fact that he does nothing for baseball except change rules and figure out a way to grease the pocket to the guys who already have the deepest pockets in the world. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing we can do about it. No. And we, he obviously botched the Astro situation. He wants to change baseball like crazy. He wanted to get rid of the shifts. You know, anything to get more offense because more offense means more eyes, et cetera, et cetera. It's bonkers. It's crazy. How do we get rid of Rob Manfred? You don't. Can we start a GoFundMe page for me to buy a Major League Baseball team? Okay, but even let's even if you bought a Major League Baseball team, there's still 29 other owners. I get it. I can handle that. So you need to convince at least 15 of them to vote for Rob Manfred out. Once once I'm the owner of a baseball team for like three years, I'll have so much money. I can deal with these guys. Money opens doors. Hmm. I get my boy Mark Cuban on board. I know it'll be game. I wish Mark Cuban or Alex Rodriguez would buy the White Sox. But anywho, um, yeah. yeah, no, he doesn't really watch or pay attention to baseball very much. I mean, look how I handled the Houston Astros situation. He's basically, I know he's a lawyer, so he's basically just a suit. Yeah, he's a he's suit. He's a suit at the top of the throne of the best game in the world. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Yeah. So this is my GoFundMe page. I mean, you can Venmo me, Joseph Frank, Cash App, Joseph Frank, whatever. We got, we got to get this going. Once I have about $6 billion in my Cash App, then I'll probably start to approach some teams about buying and then we can get rid of Rob Manfred. I'll make the difference. I almost said vote for me like I was running for something. I was going to say, what the fuck are you doing? This is my political campaign. I approve this message. Give me all the money in the world so I can get Rob Manfred out of office. And that's that. A little, more, a little bit more positive note. Some futures. It's something I've, I've come to enjoy in the last few years. A couple MLB future bets. Unfortunately, the Cubs, like I said, are a train wreck. So there's only I only have two future bets that I really like. I'm gonna let Corey go first, and we'll kind of switch back and forth here because the White Sox are just a tad more interesting right now. Right. So first one I saw the other day, and it's kind of hard because you're in a league with Mike Trout, but Yohan Moncada plus 5,500 to win the AL MVP. I mean, that's a valuable little in, little investment right there. Yeah, I saw 50 to one. So like that's yeah. like that's what I always look for. I don't like I don't, you don't want to bet. Mike Trout's one to one with the MVP. Right, like you're you're betting money to get. The I same think he, I think he was actually minus one twenty five where I was looking. Yeah, I, so, I saw him one to one. Right, so I mean the odds are the odds are amazing, but at the same time it's just like Mike Trout exists. Like Vegas is literally like we can't give odds on Mike Trout because we'll lose. You basically would have to hope that not only does Yolan have a season of his life, which he could. I mean he's a great player, but you would have to hope that Mike Trout gets hurt like sixty games into the season. Mike Trout I think missed forty games last year and still won the MVP. Was that this? Was this this year? Or was it the previous? I don't year? know. I know he missed a handful of games. Maybe yeah. he played like one thirty, one forty, or something. I think the year he lost to Mookie Betts was when he uh, he missed like sixty. Oh no, you're right. He missed like twenty eight games. Yeah. He still had an eight point six F four. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. This guy, like, literally, he's missing a month, and he's like, whatever. I'm still infinitely better than everybody, and I crushed Top Golf. The oh my god, like, that if video. you're Top Golf, you gotta ban him. Like, dude, I'm sorry, the, man. The Nets didn't contain him. At all, not even close. No, but the one year where he played, he got hurt a good amount. Uh, he played 114 games. Dude still had a seven war, seven F four season. It's ridiculous. I mean, so when you're going up 
Meanwhile, to compare that, so he played 114 games, had a seven war season. For comparison, Yohan's 162 game pace last year was seven war. So Mike Trout is obviously the MVP favorite. He probably will win the MVP, but plus 5,500 is still really good odds in case Yohan gets hot. The White Sox are a good team. You know, maybe he gets some MVP votes that way. Maybe Joe Madden does what he did to Tommy Lastella and just not play Mike Trout. That'd be fucking wild. That'd be, that'd be bold. <laughs> I mean, did he? Say, I mean, he's not dumb enough. He didn't sit Chris Bryant unless Chris Bryant was hurt. Yeah, but it's funny that Tommy Lastella left the Cubs. Played half a season before he broke his tibia or something. It was like an all star. Like he was crushing. And now he got Joe Madden back. Now Joe Madden's back. It's like, hey Tommy, sorry buddy. <laughs> Ready for more splinters in your ass? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. All right, go ahead. All right, one for me in the Cubs. You Darvish, twenty to one to win the Cy Young Award. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the ace of the staff. And you know, you obviously got Scherzer, Degrom, guys like that. Strawman to sleep for the Cy Young Award, whatever. <laughs> Just had to get that in there. Uh-huh. You Darvish, obviously. He's got the stuff. He had a great second half last year. He's going to carry that over. He's going to, he's going to be the best pitcher on this team, and it won't be close. It's just a matter of can he, you know, people count about wins in, in the Cyone category, not as much as they used to, but I think he's going to sit right around like 16 to 18 wins. And he's going to, I think he's going to have a disgusting season. We're talking like 260 strikeouts. Really? It's disgusting. The guy's nasty, man. He's nasty. That's bold, but. 20 to 1. That's bold, and I think I, like, yeah. I think Jacob Degrom is just going to run away with his third straight Cy Young award. Yeah, it's like the same thing as playing in the league with Mike Trout. You, you literally have the two best pitchers in baseball. Degrom and Scherzer. Yeah, and they're, they're in the NL. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Luis Robert plus seven hundred to win the AL Rookie of the Year behind Casey Mize, who is at plus four hundred. Yeah, you'd be stupid not to bet this. Yeah, I don't. I I've been trying to find it for two days now. I can't really find it. They get they they. Uh, what's I don't remember what the fuck it was, but uh, a betting website tweeted. The odds, Casey Mize plus 400, Luis Robert plus 700. Luis Robert's starting the year at the club. Casey Mize is not. So Luis Robert should have the best odds to win the AL Rookie of the Year. It should be between him and uh, Joe Adele for the Angels. But Luis Robert has it all. I mean, as long as he doesn't, you know, get hurt or anything like that, he should be the AL Rookie of the Year favorite. And I would easily take that money. Casey Mize makes me think of the Tigers. And I was reading an article yesterday, no shade, Kelly, but Kelly's cousin. Kyle Monkhauser. Oh. They were talking about he's moving to the bullpen, and they brought up his numbers. He had like an eight and a half ERA last year and a two whip. Yeah, and you're you're putting a guy with decreased velocity in the bullpen, so that's pretty cool. That's not going to work out. Again, no shade. Yeah, none at all. Uh, Moving on, my last cup one, pretty easy. I'm hammering the under. 85 wins. I'm hammering the under on that. The Reds are in this division. The Reds are going to be damn good. The Cubs, they just don't have the oomph that they've had in years past. They, I mean, they're, they're just garbage. They're terrible. John Lester's another year older. He's the back end. They have no bullpen whatsoever. Craig Kimbrell's $16 million bucks a year. He's terrible. Brendan Morrow's still getting hurt left and right. Oh, David Ross has a managing game in his life. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I'm hammering the under on 85. It's just too many wins. They won, what, 84 last year? Sorry. My leg cramped up for a second. I was wondering what that face was. <laughs> Yikes. Anywho, go ahead. Oh, that's it? All right, White Sox over under 84 and a half wins. Uh, You know, I would have been very, uh, what's the word? Like timid to take the over on this. Timid means shy. Yes, it does. A couple weeks ago. um, But, man, these, some players for the Cleveland Indians are not doing too hot. You know, uh, the guy they got for Corey Kluber, uh, Emmanuel Chase, He's going to be out for 12 weeks. You know, the Twins are going to be without Pineda for a while. Um, I want to take the White – I would take the White Sox in the over, and it would just be barely over, like, 86 wins, something like that. I'm not trying to get too hyped for the team, but I think – I'm going to stick with what I've been saying the entire time. I think the White Sox finish second in the Central, contend for a wild card, um, and Cleveland sells Lindor at the trade deadline, and that's going to help inflate the win total. Yeah, not a bad idea. I think that's probably, the, probably a safe bet. Yeah, also, the, the Indians have lost, like, Clevenger. They've lost... Yeah, he's already working out again. No, he's already throwing off that leg. So. Oh, is he really? I saw a picture on Twitter, a video on Twitter, yeah. I thought he had, like, they... a brace on or whatever, but... Oh, really? Because last time I saw, I thought he was in uh, I thought he was in crutches. But, yeah, Emmanuel Chase is out as well, and uh, they're going to end up trading Francisco Lindor. So, I'd take the just the over on the 84 and a half. One thing that worries me about the Cubs is that Chris Bryant has come to spring training with such a fire under his ass. I'm terrified. Why? Because now I feel like he's going to go out and carry an offense that's not going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. So he's going to he's going to like make them believe 
that they're good enough, and then they're going to collapse in September. Oh, so they're they're going to blow whatever bullpen they have at the trade deadline, and or and I mean miss, farm system. They're going to miss the playoffs anyway. anyway. He's going to have like forty and a hundred and hit like three twenty, and slug like you know seven hundred, whatever, uh-huh. something nuts. And then they're going to miss the playoffs, and then he's going to have one year of control left, and they're going to be sitting there like. Hey, Mookie Betts, we're in the same boat here, bud. And then they're going to get absolutely nothing for him. Crazy. And that's what's scary, because he's pissed. Like, he's coming to spring training, like, pissed off. He's telling people how it is. Like, it's nuts. He's telling you, he literally says, like, I want my kid to play baseball. Like, <laughs> he hates it. He hates everything about this. And I'm just afraid that now he is more motivated than ever, coming from a guy who's won an MVP and an NL Rookie of the Year, to just go bonkers. Now, it's funny that you talk about comparing him to Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts has one year left, okay? Chris Bryant's going to have one year left, all right? The return that the Red Sox got for Mookie Betts was Alex Verdugo, who was a top 100 prospect for sure, and but he had, he had already burned like a year or two of control. Jeter, Downs, and Connor Wong, basically. That's it for one year of Mookie Betts. I am well aware, yep. So when Chris Bryant's got one year left, and also the Dodgers ate David Price's money, so that's probably well, something to factor in. We could move Jason Hayward with Chris Bryant. Sure, why not? And get and get no, and get nothing back basically. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. The situation is going to make me lose brain cells. Maybe some hair. I might turn gray. I might have gray hair. I mean, I don't understand why they haven't traded him. Yeah, well, me either. So it's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, let's get off the baseball here. Joey's gonna hang himself in a second. We're gonna go to the NFL here. Dope. And the most interesting thing about the NFL, probably in a long time here, I've got thirteen, maybe fourteen quarterbacks down here, so we could almost fill half the league <laughs> with teams that need quarterbacks. With teams that need quarterbacks, and we are going to. Mind you, we have no NFL source that's telling us any magical information. This is just a gut. Right. We're using gut feeling here. We're going to pick where these quarterbacks are going to go. I've got them listed out here. I've got them separated. Free agents and uh, quarterbacks that we think could be traded or cut. Dude, I wish we had NFL sources. Yo, NFL sources. <laughs> My DMs are open. You know what I mean? Adam Schefter fires somebody to come and work for us. So, so we're going to go down the free agent quarterbacks. i got it down here okay. first. We're going to start at the top of the list. Most uh, volatile situation, whatever. My hottest name, Tom Brady. I've got San Francisco. I know you do. Now, because Tom Brady is not going to some bum-ass squad who's not going to win games. Right. It's just that simple. Right. You have to put him on a winner. So when you look at teams that need quarterbacks, the Las Vegas Raiders are bum-ass squad. He's not going there. Period. End of discussion. Los Angeles Chargers, I just don't think they're good enough. Secondly, why would you, in your right mind, why would any quarterback in their right mind go to a division where you have to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year? No. Doesn't make any logical sense. I guess. You want to see Patrick Mahomes once in the AFC Championship or in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You do not want to see that guy twice. Period. I'm trying to think. I think there was one more in my head here that I was thinking about. Colts? Not the Colts. The Colts are Colts are good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about okay. Um what are, who did I have down? Uh For Tom Brady, who do you got? Oh, San Fran. Yeah, I, I, I they can get rid of uh yeah, so Jimmy G for you. So where'd you where'd you put Jimmy G then? Well Jimmy G I've got on the Bears. Do you? I do. I love it. I would love it. That's a little interesting. I would love it so much. Because he only counts against he only counts against uh, as dead cap or dead money like four million against the Niners. They can swing that no problem. Yeah. Whatever. So that that lets Jimmy G go into free agency and then I've got him. Man, what would that cost the Bears? Would that cost both seconds? Well, if they caught him. Oh, if they caught him. Okay. They could do either. I I don't know know if you're talking about trading. If you've got Tom Brady, you definitely don't need Jimmy G. For sure, for sure. I just didn't know if you were thinking the Niners would trade. So I got. You already you you made the argument for Brady not going to Las Vegas. I got money on Brady going to Vegas, and I got a couple of reasons for it. First of all, John Gruden's a fucking moron. That's number one. But John Gruden's not in charge. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mike Mayock doesn't have. I feel like I feel like Mike Mayock is like the man. He definitely is the man behind the scene. But I feel like John Gruden is pulling a ton of strings. I mean, John Gruden's the big name. He's the ten million dollar per year head coach. You know, he's going to get the players that he wants to get in, and he's a fucking moron. John Green got finessed, by the way, because Tony Romo is making 17 a year to be an analyst. That's crazy. So, just saying. But, I mean, John Gruden comes in, gets rid of Amari Cooper, 
gets rid of Khalil Mack. This dude doesn't know. I don't want to say this dude doesn't know football, but like he he he. The time feels. It feels like the times have passed him by, and he sees you know a team in Vegas. He wants to get his guy, and he's already offered Tom Brady sixty million dollars. Or Mike Mayock has already offered Tom Brady sixty million dollars. However you look at it. Tom Brady likes playing with really good tight ends. Darren Waller's a good tight end. And the Raiders have a very good offensive line. A lot of those reasons are also reasons he could go to San Fran. They've got a better, yeah. t- they've got a better tight end. They've got uh, two of the best tackles in football. I was about to say they have a really good run game, too, but they've so does San Fran. a great run game in San Fran. Oakland they've does, got too. A, a yep. genius head coach. Yeah, John Gruden's a moron, though. Yeah. But I think, I think I don't see your scenario playing out where Brady goes to San Fran. I think they, I think they stick with Jimmy G because they gave him all that money anyway. And I think you can objectively say Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Tom Brady right now. Okay. So I think I think if Tom Brady plays in the Super Bowl with the Niners, they probably win. <sighs> Man, something different Tom, about Tom, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I guess, but yeah, I remember you bet against Atlanta. Dog. I, I, I sure did bet against him once, never again. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, we could. I, that's that's another topic for the time. We're gonna see who's right in a couple weeks. Yep. Second quarterback I got written down here, Philip Rivers, left the Chargers, moved his whole family across the country, said, fuck the Chargers, I'm <laughs> out. Uh, I got him in Tampa Bay. Do you? I do. We moved down to Florida. Bruce I Arians, thought about that. Great I head did. coach. He obviously, uh, Bruce Arians, he hates James Winston. I'll go ahead and oh, say my God. It. I've never seen such a transparent dislike of James, of a quarterback by a head coach in my fucking he, life. He's got to hate the guy. Do you remember when Bruce, he, I, Bruce Arians was just interviewed a couple weeks ago, and he just they asked him about James Winston, and he said, well, if we can win games with that guy, we can win games with another quarterback, too. Yep. I was like, holy shit. They've got dynamic receivers. They do, two great receivers. Yep. Run, I mean, uh, Bruce Arians doesn't run the football, which is perfect for Phillip Rivers, because this dude loves to throw it 50 times a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not great. But they're good enough. I think Rivers could get them to like nine, ten wins. Okay. So okay. I think that's a good fit for Phil Rivers. So you've you sort of convinced me with your argument there. Um, I'm still keeping with. I'm still going to be different just for discussion purposes. I'll keep Philip Rivers in uh, Indy. That's where I think he's going to end up. Likes playing in the dome, you know, all that stuff. So weather isn't going to be a big issue with him. Um, I feel like they just coveted him for a while. Didn't Melvin Gordon come out and say that uh, Philip Rivers? liked Indy a couple weeks ago. I don't know, maybe. I don't follow Melvin Gordon on Twitter. It wasn't on Twitter. I'll see if I can find it real quick. But that's where I think that uh, that he's going to end up. It just It's probably the best situation for for his overall help, for his overall performance sake, I'd say. I've got my next quarterback going to Indy, and that is Teddy Bridgewater. Going where? Indianapolis. I almost switched him. I, I almost switched him because I have, I have Teddy going to Tampa. Teddy... In the dome, he hates the cold weather. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to throw in cold weather. He's a freak. He wears a glove in his throwing hand. Um, they've got a great offensive line. They've got two running backs that are solid. Quentin Nelson's a freak of nature. They need help on the wide receiver side, obviously. But T.Y. Hilton is good. Um, their defense is sneaky good. They're, they're a well-run organization. Yeah, they are. Minus the owner, who's a complete freak. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got a good GM. They got a good head coach. Teddy and Indy makes a ton of sense. He's an improvement over Brissett. I think Teddy to Indy, you could make a slam dunk at $26 million AAV. So just wanted to update, Philip, Melvin Gordon did say he thinks Philip Rivers is going to sign with the Colts this offseason. Sure. Um, but I have Teddy Bridgewater in Tampa, and I think I put Teddy in Tampa for the reasoning that he needs a good situation around him. He does not like cold weather. Tampa's got the warm weather, and Tampa has 2,000-yard receivers, two elite receivers. So, I mean, I think I could see it. I don't know if he necessarily fits the – the big time like passing game that Bruce Arians seems to want, but that's he, why I put him in Indy. But but they, I understand that. But at the same time, I think Bruce may have maybe Bruce learned something from Jameis Winston throwing thirty picks last year. I think he wants to throw it more. If anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah man, if we just threw fifty touchdowns, we'd be fine. Man, Teddy to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is something I'd like to see. But yeah, yeah. All right, next guy I've written down is Taysom Hill. All right. Now, I want to see where you went first because I kind of took this as a curveball here. Okay, so Taysom Hill, I got one of two places. I'm going to say my my for sure pick I'm saying is back to the Saints. Okay. I think he wants – I think um, Sean Payton wants him to be the heir apparent to Drew Brees, and he is more cost affordable to keep Brees and Taysom Hill than it is to keep Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. So I think Taysom Hill is going to go back to New Orleans. 
Now, my other option is, I was thinking maybe some, uh, going to Baltimore. Interesting. Baltimore. Did you did you write Baltimore? No. Nope. Oh, I was gonna say you gave me a look. Uh, Baltimore, just because he could like run some sort of weird option with Lamar Jackson, and they have all these athletic quarterbacks down there. Maybe they could do. Even though they already have Lamar and RG three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's something I was thinking about. But. Yeah, it's a good point because there's somebody said like Taysom Hill plays like he fills like six six roles for you, and you don't have to play. You don't have to sign one guy. He's a gunner on special mm-hmm. teams. He's quarterback. He's a running back. He's a receiver. Like yep. he does everything. I took the route of Taysom Hill's chasing a bag, right? But okay, there's never been so much hype around the guy. He's only thirteen passes, a or dozen right? NFL passes. Uh huh. I get it. I think he's gonna get more money than the Saints want to pay him. Okay. How in much my, is that? In Miami. Don't know what the number is. In Miami? In Miami. Oof. So Miami's got a complicated quarterback situation, and I just went right out of the left field with this one. Yeah. But like I said, he fills like six spots for you, and they need all the help they can get, and they can afford to overpay him for two, three years. No problem. They can draft a quarterback if they so if they so choose. They still have Rosen. Miami, yes. Yes, they still have Josh Rosen, so they don't need him to be like crazy – throw it 30 times a game. He can still do that. And if he wins the job in camp, so be it. He's your starting quarterback. But for some reason, my gut just told me, yo, he's going to Florida. He's going to Miami big time. On a, two, on a two-year deal, maybe, like, oh, they're going to overpay him. Like, whatever he whatever he would get from New Orleans, he's going to get overpaid somewhere else. I don't think he stays. I think he came out and said that he thinks he could be a starting quarterback because he wants, he wants to leave. He's tired of, I get seven snaps a game. Like, really? I'm mm-hmm. wasting my time. I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I, I hope a team – I would hope a team is smart enough not to do that. Well, I would hope. got the Dolphins. Because, <laughs> boy, are they ass. Yeah, all right. So, who's next? Next one's the easiest one is Dak. For I sure. He just gets tagged. Yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys, he stays there. Even though If he hits the open market, though – Every team should be giving him the best. For sure. For sure. He immediately – Bears won the Super Bowl with Dak. 100%. So. He immediately jumps to the top quarterback on the market, by far. Agreed. Next quarterback, Jameis Winston. Go oh, ahead. my guy, Jameis. I got him going to the Chargers. Me too. Uh, okay, so let me change it real quick. Uh, go, you, you explain your Chargers. So Chargers, you know, he, he just flops with Phillip Rivers, right? They need a quarterback. He can still sling it. I think I think Jameis is better than a lot of people think. Obviously, For sure. 30 interceptions. That's a lot of yeah. fucking picks. I get it. But. He had LASIK eye surgery, and he got a meniscus repaired in his knee. And you go to a place where they have a better, a better situation, like running running game-wise. This guy needs a little bit of a running game at least. Right. You, like, if I was playing Tampa Bay, I would never play the run. Like, mm-hmm. If you want to put it – if you want to run it down my throat, Bruce, go ahead. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not afraid of you running the football. In L.A. with the Chargers, they've got Eckler, and they maybe they bring Gordon back. I doubt it. But they're going to they're gonna run the ball a little they bit. They have Keenan Allen. Tremendously. You still got an all-pro receiver in Keenan Allen. Maybe they bring back Hunter Henry. Have a really good time spot. Henry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good fit for him. I think you know just flopping with Rivers. He goes to the AFC. No big deal. James can excel there. He can still throw thirty touchdowns. Hopefully, he doesn't throw thirty picks though. So full disclosure, I did have the Chargers as well uh, for conversation purposes. I'll change it. Um, I, I'll put down Miami as a place for James Winston. Doesn't have to go too far. Um, a crab legs still in my head. <laughs> a lot of crab legs. I think if the Dolphins decide to not, even or even if they do, even if they do decide to take Tua or whatever the situation would be, Herbert, you know, they don't, if they don't want to throw Tua in right away given his, you know, injury, I don't know how long he's going to be out compared, comparative, like, with his rookie year because of the hip injury. But if you need someone to just kind of hold it down, you can put Jameis in there. Yeah, all right, let's move on to the next one here. Ryan Tannehill. This one's kind of interesting. I got him going to the Patriots. Interesting. I think they're going to take a quarterback, depending on how the draft plays out, but they're still going to need a guy there. Right. I think the market's going to play out, and Tannehill is going to be the last guy left, and he's going to take less. Like, I, at first I thought he was going to get paid, and now I'm kind of thinking, mm, maybe he won't. Maybe maybe it's people are still thinking it's a fluke. Patriots obviously going to need a quarterback because they got Tom Brady in San Fran, so Ryan Tannehill fills that need, and maybe Bill Belichick can work some magic for another Super Bowl run. We'll see. So I got him staying in Tennessee, okay? I think what Tennessee is going to end up doing is they're going to franchise tag Derrick Henry and they'll transition tag Ryan Tannehill, assuming that holds up. I was going to say unless. Assuming it holds up with the current – yeah, obviously I'd have to change it. I don't know about the new CBA. But you put a franchise tag on Derrick Henry 
and you transition tag Ryan Tannehill. No one's giving up a first round pick for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I doubt. I'm that. sorry, it's just not going to happen. And the offense worked with the two of them there, so I can see a situation where that happens. Maybe they try to put a couple weapons around him. You know, see, not that he could be like a like a stud quarterback, but he's he could, got a lot of free agents. Tennessee. Obviously, those two, Jack Conklin, their best tackle is a free agent, too. Yeah. They've got a lot of problems. I don't think they're bringing back Conklin. Yeah, which sucks. It does, but but there's like 11 teams interested in Jack Conklin. I don't sure. think I don't think Tennessee's going to get into a bidding war for Jack Conklin, but I think they're going to control what they can control, and that is keep the quarterback the same that got him success, keep the running back the same that got him the success, and then address the offensive line in the draft. Last one on the free agent side of things, a former, another former Tennessee quarterback, Marcus Mariota. I had no fucking clue. Oh, I didn't even put Mariota down. I'll be honest with you. I put him as a backup in San Fran. I, I, I fucking have no idea, man. No clue where to put this guy. He's not a starting quarterback, so. I, I, he's, he's not. You're you right. threw out his name. That's why I wrote him down. Well, I didn't realize we were putting his name sure, down. Sure, um, sure, sure. I'm throwing this together last second. Uh, you know, I, I'll put. I know he was, there was a little smoke with him in the Patriots. Uh, before, kind of like a buy, could very well be kind of like a buy low situation. Both Tennessee for them. quarterbacks go to New England. Crazy. Re- restart the quarterback battle. I got another quarterback on the, the Patriots when we get to them. Though. Do I? I don't. I yeah. Don't so I have a Mariota plus another one. Okay, let's uh, trademark it now. I think. Yeah, let's move to the guys who we think could be traded and or cut. Uh, we'll start with Derek Carr. I got him staying with the Raiders. Any reasoning behind that? Yeah, they need a quarterback, <laughs> and they're not getting Tom Brady like everyone fucking says they are. So you're just being the He's contrarian. stuck there. He's stuck there. Well, sorry, Raiders fans. Shocker, shocker. I got Derek Carr going to the Chicago Bears for a oh, second round brother. pick. Look, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, all right? He is average to slightly above. So is Mr. Bissy. No, no, no. I know what it's like to see Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and look at Mitch and be like, fuck. I gotta go find that uh, audio, by the way. Which I one? had to dig back for our, our rankings in that draft. We had it, though. We had I it. I know we had it. That's why I said I, know. I, I got to go find it. I'm very mad that we can't find it. but I could find it if I spent an hour to look. I yeah, I'm not asking you to. But Derek Carr, 4,000 yards, 3-1 to touchdown to interception ratio. He fits the Bears like a fucking glove. I'm sorry. It just it just works. It ain't going to happen. I, it probably won't. If they tried a second for Derek Carr, uh, you should probably grab that rope again. Why? What do you, dude, use do you your know what quarterbacks go for? Yeah, I get it. Good quarterbacks. I don't like Derek Carr. Why don't you like Derek Carr? The dude had no weapons last year. I get it. I get it. And he yeah. still had a three to one touchdown interception. It was a trash and over four thousand yards. I don't think I don't think it gets better for him in Matt Aggie's scheme. I don't. I think if you get him a tight end, it's fine. I really do. Allen Robinson's better than any receiver he's had in Oakland. Anthony Miller is better than any receiver he's had in Oakland. Okay. I'll take your word for that. Next one I got is Andy Dalton. This okay. one was tough for me. I got something. I, took, so. I, I put him in Pittsburgh. Interesting. You know, I, I think he's going to be on a prove-it deal. And he's not going to get paid big money. Um, stays in the division. You know, he, he could play. And the defense was really good in Pittsburgh last year. So Big Ben, who knows? He had, like, Tommy John or something. So that's like, I don't know the fuck. I haven't, I haven't seen Big Ben in so fucking long. Somebody no said idea. Big Ben could have played last year and decided to sit out. So it's like he quit on that team. Does Mike Tomlin like it? I don't know. Obviously, Mason Rudolph, not the answer. No. Uh, Duck Hodge is not the answer. So they need a quarterback. Uh, and I think, honestly, with Andy Dalton, they can compete because the defense is that good. Okay. And they still have James Conner and they have Juju Smith-Schuster, who should both bounce back next year. So talking about a team that has a defense that's good enough to compete and you just need confident quarterback play, I got Andy Dalton going with the Patriots. Oh, brother. I got Andy Dalton going with the Patriots. Why do I feel like Bill Belichick hates gingers? I don't know. Why do you feel like that? I don't know. It's just, just the first thing that popped in my head like Bill Belichick would rather this guy die. Because I feel like if under a scenario where you need if, if Bill Belichick big braining evil genius big brain mega mind mega mind Tom Brady's gone I want to start over with a brand new franchise quarterback who is a quarterback that can tank a team to a number one overall pick? Oh no. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's done Derek it. Carr. No, what? Andy Dalton did it this year. First of all, they benched Andy Dalton last year and let some scrub come in and fucking tank them. Well, the scrub in my scenario is Marcus Mariota, all right? So so Andy Dalton comes in, you know, Patriots ain't going anywhere. They tank, they get Trevor Lawrence next year. 
Dude, that'd be so annoying. Wouldn't it be really fucking annoying? So stupid. Or they get Field, Justin Fields, or somebody like that. Oh, I mean, man. the Patriots just go from take. It's, it's like the Andrew Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. They take one year off of a franchise quarterback and then just go right into Trevor Lawrence or Justin. Next Fields. thing you know, Bill Belichick's got twelve Super Bowls. It's fucking crazy. I, I and tell me, tell me that doesn't happen. Tell me, Big Bill Belichick doesn't even think about it at least once. <laughs> he probably, he's probably like laughing, sipping a single malt scotch, going, "We're gonna be so bad next year." <laughs> We're talking one in fifteen. He's already calling Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. He's he's sitting all he's sitting all his uh, Stephon Gilmore. He's sitting all his best defensive players with different bang up injuries and stuff I was like that. Scratched up elbow, can't play eight weeks. IR. Patriots one in fifteen get Trevor Lawrence. He's gone. All right, uh, next one. This one's pretty easy for me as well. Cam Newton, i got to stay with the Panthers. Same. same new way. head coach, new offense. Uh, they don't want to screw anything up. Cam Newton's still good enough when healthy to compete with him and Christian McCaffrey. The offense is fine. They need to do work on the defensive side of the ball. So Yeah, er- earlier in the offseason, I would have said something else, but I think he's just going to stay in Carolina. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, you don't want to – like, Cam Newton's still a franchise quarterback. For so, sure. Do you really want to throw that away in your first no, year? No, no, especially because Kyle Allen was kind of garbage last year. Oh. and. Carolina, I think they have the seventh overall seven. pick, so they're not in position. You still get a good player at seven. For sure, but you're not in position for Burrow. You're not in position for Tua. You're probably not in position for Herbert. You know, you can and, might be. In, uh, their receivers played really well, even mm-hmm. with Kyle Allen, who fumbled like sixteen times. You might be in position for like Jordan Love, maybe, but not even worth it. yeah, not at the. Se- I don't think they want to take quarterback there. Take a tackle at seven. Protect your quarterback. Whatever. Make sure Cam Newton doesn't get hurt again. Yeah. Pretty much all you need to do. Next, Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew's going to stay. I think Foles will be the one they get rid of. I got Foles in Tennessee. Okay. Just I, I like it. It's one of the last teams left. They need a quarterback. Nick Foles needs to change change the scenery. So does everybody who Jacksonville has ever signed in like the last five years. Like, and Gakwe doesn't want to play there. They just traded AJ Bouye today. Like, they're in shambles. They did just trade AJ Bouye. The Broncos for the fourth for a fourth round pick because Chris Harris is a free agent. So, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, Nick Foles, Tennessee, if they do, in fact, bring back Derrick Henry, Foles, Derrick Henry, and uh, the offense could do some decent work. I think Mike Rivers, a damn good head coach, and the defense is going to still be sure. really good. Uh, I think they could, I don't think they'll be in the AFC Championship again, but they could make some waves this year with Nick Foles, as long as he plays average. So this is kind of the cop-out answer. Um, I don't think anybody's going anywhere. I really don't. Wow. I think Gardner Minshew is... I don't, I don't think that's a cop-out. I think Gardner Minshew is going to be their guy next year, but if he proves to be like some sort of flash in the pan guy, they're going to want somebody who has who they who they signed. You know, Nick Foles, four years, eighty-eight million dollars. Dude's got a ton of guaranteed money left. You're not moving. You're not moving that money unless you're adding a second round pick. You know how something. hard it is to trade that dude in Madden. You can't do it. Nobody yeah. Wants the guy. So unless they're flat out cutting him and just eating the money, I don't see him going anywhere. Interesting. I'll be honest. Now. Put me in this scenario where, like, let's say they call the Bears, say you want Nick Foles. Do you want Nick Foles to head up your to be your quarterback? I would say that's fine, but you gotta throw me a second round pick. What about a player? Any players on that team interest you? Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Give me every quarterback in your quarterback room. Gardner Minshew, but what no. about like an Ngakwe, an edge rusher guy like that? You know, yeah. you take Mitch back. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, if that... Because he's... He, I don't know if you saw him tweet, he's, but he's like, I don't want to play here. Yeah, so. and he got franchise tech. Yo, speaking of, just like a little... I think we're, we have one more quarterback, but... Um, side note, everybody from that good Jacksonville Jaguars defense from 2017... Is gone. Gone. Yep. That is my biggest fear with the Bears. My biggest fear with the Bears is that these people... That, that they're just going to get phased out because they got the quarterback wrong. And now they're in cap issues. Tragic. It is it's tragic. It's coming for the Bears. It is. If Mitch doesn't fix his shit, or if they don't answer the quarterback situation, it's done. But, uh, anywho, Nick Foles staying in Jacksonville. Only way he gets moved in, is in some complex deal where they either trade... How do you pronounce his last name? The pass rusher? Ngakwe. Ngakwe? Ngakwe. Okay, I'm really Unique bad. Ngakwe. Yeah. Unique Ngakwe. Really tough. So It's a tough one. I, I, I've seen him before, like, and I've seen him He's play. Good. I just don't know his last name. He's good. But um, you trade him and Foles to a team, or you trade Foles plus a second-round pick to a team because that money is so heavy for a guy who's probably just a backup quarterback. Yeah, Miami could be a possibility there too as well. For sure, for sure. Last guy, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I got him staying with the Colts. He's a cheap backup for when they get Teddy Bridgewater. Me too. Easy enough. Knows the system, can step in if he needs to, and he was pretty good when he was healthy last year. Yep. 
Um, then I already talked about Jimmy G. He's the last guy I've written down. Jimmy G. Little Bears. We explained that already. If we get any of these right, by the way, you'll damn see expect you'll expect to see me play back. Play back. Yeah, yep. I, I I'm saving it too. I'll will take a picture of it just to say. I that. had a stroke, by the way. Why? Uh, just when I couldn't speak there. It's okay. It happens to me all the time. I'll be clipping everyone that we get right and putting them on Instagram, so people will think I'm just big brain, so smart. I'm gonna text you right now so you have it. I bet. All right, so that's the NFL quarterback carousel for free agency. I think starts in 15 days, so we're two weeks away from free agency, and that's gonna Still be, gonna be a done too, but an absolute shit show. And then the draft, before we know, we'll we'll talk more about the draft in future episodes. Love it. Let's move on to our newest segment. We've done it once. We're going to do it again. Love it or hate it. I've got a couple. I think i got four here. I do have four. I think I have three, so you go ahead first. We might have one of the same. My first one here, we'll just go. I think we'll have the same. Uh, according to David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, Oklahoma City Thunder General Manager Sam Presti is the Chicago Bulls number one target. I actually don't have that. Okay. I love it. I like Sam Presti. Is he going to be the Bulls GM? I fucking doubt it. You think? Yeah. I mean... Why would you leave? I mean, this guy has literally because the job security in Oklahoma City. Because Oklahoma City is in Chicago. Is the draw of being the guy to fix the Chicago Bulls? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, we'll see. You you go you go to a team because he's he's he had Kevin Durant lost him survived Russell Westbrook lost him survived. Right. He's I identified understand. Great players. I understand that, but like Shea Gillis Alexander might be my favorite NBA player. I know he is, but the thing is, you go to Chicago, a team that has won six titles and hasn't had. Hasn't done shit in years. And boy, do the fans hate everybody. In Did you years. see the fan call Jim Boylan a disgrace to the city mm-hmm. right to his face? First thing, first thing Presti does comes in, come comes in. I see. I can't talk either. Is fire Jim Boylan. The the thing How is, how do you think that meeting goes? Like you're meeting <laughs> for the first time, and you're Boylan like. You, you you send Sam Presti sends sends Jim Boylan a text. I need to see you in my office. I might not even see him. I might just say clean your shit out and pack. Jim up. Jim Boylan comes in. He. He's about to sit down. <laughs> Sam Presti goes, "It's this isn't going to take very long. No need to sit down. I need you to get out. <laughs> it was nice meeting you. You seem like a nice guy. You try hard, yes. but we're done. But can you imagine his legacy if he remakes the Chicago Bulls? Crazy. Because he gets his team back to a championship, gets his team a title, gets his team superstars. He gets rid of, you know, comes in, gets rid of Lori, gets rid of Zach Levine, you know, do all this shit. I think I could see the draw to it because... The only way it wouldn't happen or he would say no to it is if Michael Reinsdorf wants in on everything. Oof. Or Michael Reinsdorf says, well, you gotta have, you got to let Garpax make decisions. You can't Because they're, they're not going to fire Garpax. They're going to move them into different executive roles. If you give Sam Presti 100% control, he takes his job. Easy. All right. Interesting. What do you got? So I don't know if you saw this today, and it made me smile a little bit, and I'm a jerk for it, but Chris Sale experiencing uh-huh. soreness in his elbow... Sent for an MRI. Results sent to Dr. James Andrews. We know what Dr. James Andrews is all about. Three letters, TJS, Tommy John surgery, Chris Sale. That, uh, that trade got them a World Series, but they, that new contract for $150 million for five years ain't looking too hot now. He was hurt last year. Tommy John surgery, he's out. 18 months, two years? At least, yeah. Ooh, that's... I'll say, I'll say I love it just because Boston was wrapped up in that scandal, so... I love it. This is all karma. It makes me smile. It really does. I knew that. Uh, all right, I got... This one's the video. I'll, just, I'll have to explain it, but it's uh, Jeff Akuda talking to a reporter at the Combine, a reporter asking him how he plans to improve on being sloppy from penalties and such, and Akuda goes, I had zero pass interference, zero holdings. Cut the tape on again. I think you'll see something else. I fucking love that. That dude's shit. a fucking baller. Inject that into my veins. That dude's like, he's thinking, he's like, hang on a second. I had no fucking penalties. And this guy's asking me, I, this guy's telling me I was sloppy last year. Like, I would hit the guy. I, I like, And he responded the best way possible. And Charles Tillman quoted it with a clown. The clown emoji. That's all you need to know right there. So Jeff Akuda, just for reference point, ran a 4440. He had a 41 inch vertical. Oh, and he's six foot one, no penalties. No, no penalties, no, no holdings, no pass interference. Dude is a perfect cornerback prospect, and he fucking knows it. Yeah, he's going kind of to be. Like me out there. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's gonna be a top five pick in the draft. He is the next best cornerback in football, and the Rams will trade for him in like three years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so for me, this is just petty bullshit by me. But Bruce Levine today tweeted out. Former Cub pitcher Zach Putnam has signed a minor league deal with the White Sox. No pro record since 2017. 
Zach Putman pitched half a season for the Cubs. He pitched four seasons for the White Sox. Bruce Levine just wants to do anything to Clint. get to get the Cubs in on any sort of tweet that he can. There is a parody account for Bruce Levine. Oh, it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Like it types like him because you know how he he's got the fucked up fingers and stuff like that. He can't type right. I, I, I hated it, but it just makes me laugh. So. I'll say I hate it because I don't like Bruce Levine too much. I think he's kind of that a dude. Joke. That dude's like the Hawk Harrelson of MLB reporters. He should have been done ten years ago. I got two more. Okay. My next one. ESPN Sunday Night Baseball team will be Matt Vasquez and Alex Rodriguez with Buster Olley as the dugout reporter. I love it. Do you know, do you know why? Why do you love it? Jessica Mendoza is out. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I, those comments she made, I don't remember. What, what, is, what, com- what did she comment on? Mike and Mike, she was talking about uh, the whole fires thing. With the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff. But I, I just think she's horrible, and I think a three-man, uh, three, a three-person move is too much. Mm-hmm. So I love Matt Vaskirchen. I think he's the mm-hmm. best, probably one of the best. Him and Joe Buck, and play-by-play guys right. in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Rodriguez obviously knows baseball. Sometimes he says some stupid shit, whatever. He's infinitely better than Jessica Mendoza. Uh, Jessica Mendoza is horrible. Uh-huh. Period. She's I don't, I, garbage. She's trash. Should not work in sports. Yeah. Period. And Buster Olley on the sideline, perfect. I love the shit out of that. Okay, my next one is uh, I got. It just popped today, but we got Christian Yelich signing, resigning with the Brewers. Seven Hate years, it. seven years, one hundred ninety million, and he's got two, two more options. So it'll be nine years, two hundred fifty million dollars total. I love it. It's great for the game that small market teams are signing their players to big contracts. Brewers will not sign a free agent for three more seasons. I, we'll see, but you know, it makes me a little angry because the White Sox, our Chicago team, wouldn't give three hundred million to Manny Machado. But the Brewers are out here giving two hundred fifteen million to Christian Yelich. I hate it because I hate Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is dope. He's a bitch. <laughs> See me, Christian. See me, dog. Well, I love it. Last one for me is from Jose Canseco. Oh boy. He says, oh. "I am ready to be baseball's next commissioner." You're down with it. This kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. Rob Manfred's a clown. Jose Canseco is for the game. Is for the players. Mm-hmm. He'd be that guy. You know, I have no doubt baseball would in- become infinitely better, more exciting profitable with Jose Canseco. No doubt. I love it. Odd. Very odd. Why? I don't have an opinion on it. You know I'm a Canseco guy. I know you're a Canseco guy, but I don't know why you're a Canseco guy. Well, Josie. Because she dated Mike Stud. Pretty. Hate it. I hate it. I love all things Canseco. I hate it now because you said you did the Mike Stud thing. You so. know you like it. No. Nope. You got any more or is that it? I just had three, so I'm good. Alright, that'll do it for this episode of Mom's Basement. As always, thank you for listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, whatever it may be. We greatly appreciate that. I'm, uh, what are you doing to me right now? Okay, I'm your host, Joe. On Twitter at Joe underscore Frank01. Corey on Twitter at Corey El Diablo. And we'll see you guys next week.